Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. We're back and trying to be better than ever. And tonight we've got a special guest, so that's going to add to the show. It's Rule of the Galaxy podcast, chapter number 98, believe it or not. That 98, two away from the Magic 100. They say that if you make it to 100, you've done something good. So, you know what? We're almost there. But this is Joe in the pilot seat, as usual. And uh, we've, got, we've got some of our regular co-hosts. And again, like I said, we've got a special guest. Uh, but before we go around the room, uh, always remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Rule of the Galaxy SW. Uh, email us at Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And um, on YouTube or Facebook, if you want to reach out to us or subscribe, uh, it's just Rule the Galaxy. So as I start, we'll go to some of our regular guys who are here all the time. Alfie Molinero, how are you, sir? How's the thing, how are things going tonight? Uh, going good. If you're watching, you know, you can see I changed my location. I'm trying to limit the interruptions tonight, but we'll see how it goes. So for those of you not watching, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, Alfie has made the switch from, I believe, a bedroom or a room in his house to the garage. We now have the Alfie, the tool man, Taylor, with us <laughs> on, on the podcast. Everything going okay? Everything going all right at the Molinero household? Chaos, man. Every day. Absolute chaos. Okay. But we love it. Good, good. Well, if Azalea shows up tonight, we'll make sure we, we give her a shout out and see her here in the show uh my good friend mass uh ryan we were just hanging out at the lake house this last weekend with everybody and uh jumping off the dock into the water and having fun how are you doing my friend i'm still trying to get the water out of my ears but uh <laughs> other than that i'm doing well and we we talked a lot about movies while we were down at the lake house this last weekend everybody brought their top 10 list which was great um but then you uh you, you turned me on to, uh, what are the two movies you dropped off again in my house? Oh, you dropped off one movie and a show. Yellowstone was a show. True Romance yeah. was the movie. Yeah, did you get a chance to watch that? I have not. I have not. That's You've on, never that's, seen True Romance? No, I, I'm too busy watching Star Wars oh, over man. and over again. Um, and, you know, when you go through all seven seasons it's... of The Clone Wars, like back to back to back, it takes up all your time. You just can't, can't go watch extra movies. That was from your heyday, though. Yeah early 90s man that's like Correct. the the uh bandana and the black leather jacket <laughs> yeah you gotta remember i was so busy chasing Lori around that i didn't mm -hmm. take enough time to watch enough movies at that time so i'll play catch up i will watch it before this weekend and then we will try to try some of the yellowstone because everybody i know tells me I have to watch Yellowstone. So thank you for bringing those by. Which, by the way, as we discussed, you scared my daughter to death because she didn't know anybody was coming by the house. And she's just a weird kid. So anyway. Well, there was a uh, there was some kind of uh, yeah. Christian thing left on your door. So I, I held it up in front of my face. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she didn't recognize me at first. So okay. I bet I did. Stay, yeah. That's okay. And you get to watch that she was, um, or you get to see that she was watching American Horror Stories, which is her favorite TV show, which I can't watch. It just freaks me out. Anyway, so uh, thanks again for those. Hey, our special guest tonight, one, one of our co-hosts tonight is a guy who we all follow all over Twitter, and we can't thank him enough because he always gives us a shout out and has really been listening to us from day one, and, and we can't thank him enough. But you know him as a rural farm boy. Anthony, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? 
Oh, I'm better than ever, Joe. And <laughs> thank you for asking me on. I'm very grateful and humbled to be here with my friends. Well, we appreciate it. And we, we consider you a friend as much as we communicate back and forth on the Twitterverse. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I know you and, and we've never actually met before. So I, I know there's fans out there and, and people who maybe don't follow you. Your, your Twitter handle is at a rural farm boy, the letter A and then rural farm boy, correct? Correct. And so tell us before we jump into our topics, everything like that tonight, What's some of your favorites about Star Wars? What's some things about Star Wars that drew you in to make you so active uh, in, in the Twitterverse and the podcast, podcasting world? Well, what drew me in that started, my story starts back in, I want to say late August in 1977. And I want to try and keep this short because there's 40, where are we at now? 44, 45 years. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot between then and now. It started with me as a very naive, like my handle says, farm boy. I lived on a one-acre farm. And late August, right before school started, had two neighbor girls live across the right from me in their teenage years. And they come over and they asked my mom because they had already seen this story. And they were like, they wouldn't want to take me and my little brother to go see this. And when they did that that story hooked me and it, right after that right when school started i can remember because most of my early memories are pretty fuzzy because i can still remember going for about two three weeks asking everybody in school who the the dark helmeted with the cape and he came into the tanty before and i couldn't remember his name and i was drawing him i was taking school school uh why am I notebooks? Let me think here. I, I was thinking book covers, turning yeah. them inside out, drawing pictures on it, but I couldn't remember his name. And then that's when there were the fall holiday specials for the cartoons coming up for through the, the fall and winter. And I remember seeing Darth Vader because he just spoke to me in so many ways. And then also seeing stormtroopers when they were boarding Tanda before and just cutting down the rebel fleet troopers by however many was in the hallway. Yeah, all that's just spoke to me. And then a little bit later on, I, that was 10 years, me at 10 years old. And I can remember also listening in my teenage years to the Star's radio dramas when mm -hmm. they were over in the UK. Yeah, I grew up on that kind of stuff and can remember being 13 and seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater, and then when I was 16, seeing Return of the Jedi, and then there was the dark times, them 16 years where there was no stars. Yep. Not to be found whatsoever. And then I can remember there was a light, but it didn't speak to me, and that was in 1991 when we saw in bookstores there was this story when there were no other stories. And it was called Air of the Empire, mm -hmm. written by Steve Zahn. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that book. My first job out of high school. And I took that home. I didn't even nearly finish it. It, it didn't speak to me. It, it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt like science fiction because Star Wars isn't science fiction. It's science fantasy. 
Then we can fast forward to, oh, well, you want to know about my playlist and what got me started to listening. I was very fortunate, and this goes back almost 12 years now, had a coworker at a previous job, gifted me, uh, I want to say it was an iPod Nano, because I never had mm-hmm. an iPod or an Apple anything, because that's when the iPod touches were coming out and being new. So I took that home and I looked that up and I figured out what iTunes was. And I thought, there's somebody in this that talked in Star Wars, doesn't like Star Wars shows. And I found, I found quite a few. The Force Cast was one back then. Rebel Force Radio was one back then. Yep. Sith was one back then. The Wampa's Lair was one back. Yeah, I started adding to my playlist. It started way back then and carries up till now where I want to say it was last year found the rule of the galaxy. And also even this year, I can say what I do is because of what yins do. It doesn't start with me. It starts with you. Starts with the rule of the galaxy crew. Thanks. It starts with, the most things Kenobi crew, them girls. It starts with through Imperial Eyes. It's those folks that choose to sit down behind a microphone and speak your thoughts about whatever it is, Star Wars. That's what brought me into the Twitterverse because I've been listening for 11 years to so many shows. And my playlist has changed through the years. Some's come, some's gone. Not about what I do. I do because Yin's brought me there. I, I, I'm thinking, I listen to these shows through days and weeks, and I hear who I'm listening to. I understand who these, these folks are, and I think I want to be friends with them because I know who you are, but you don't know who I am yet. Sure, sure. So that's what brought me into the Twitterverse is my playlist and all those folks that do those shows. Because I understand you as the folks you are. I'd like to be friends with you. That's, I can't do what I do if youngs don't do what you do. That's well, how that. Truer, truer words have never been spoken because talking to Ryan, talking to Alfie, I don't think you guys ever really listened to any podcasts before we started doing this really and um, you know what a podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and Anthony, like you, I, um, oh gosh, it's been at least 10 years ago. Um, I, I found out, like you said, I found that people were talking about Star Wars on podcasts and I, it drew me to it. And I was like, who is this? What is this? And same names you were talking about with, with Star Wars Report and Rebel Force Radio and Forcecast and uh, Steve Lawson's Geek Out Loud and well, Steve uh, is the best. He is. I've been listening to him for years. That that guy right there, and and just like you mentioned about, yeah, I think what podcasts do, and, and before we get into Star Wars stuff, what I found in podcasts do is they do kind of make you be friends with these people without really knowing them, because I would find myself mowing my grass or riding my bike or driving to work talking back to the show i was listening to like oh i you know want to answer that or wanted to make a comment and 
to see now that I, we've been doing this for a year and a half. And in that year and a half, those people that I've just mentioned from Riley Blanton to uh, Scott Rifen to Steve Glosson to Adam Bray, you know, uh, to hyperspace hangout, um, yep. it's true. All of it out of Australia, uh, Mark Newbold out of England. You, if oh, you reach out to Mark is great. If you reach out to them, they, they actually communicate with you and you feel like, wow, the, these are real people who are just wanting to have that passion for Star Wars that we have. So I, I appreciate that from you because it means a lot that, that you've listened to us for a long time and, and that we're part of your playlist because there are so many great podcasts out there. So, and, and we're, we're definitely, like we said, we're, we're going to start using some of your knowledge on this stuff to improve what we do here because you, you do have a good knowledge of it. So, so thank well, you. I got one suggestion yeah. because through, I want to say, and I've been keeping track of over the months, what I listen to, how many I listen to, because I'm kind of curious, just how many through seven days a week am I listening to? And I kind of, well, the past couple of weeks were kind of funny because not many were dropping because I can pretty much mm -hmm. get in through seven days of a week close to 105 podcasts. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same, but <laughs> I keep hearing in my playlist when, and I heard this on the way to work this morning, when I had Fanta tracks making tracks, they were my passengers going to work. And Mark kind of shortly ended the episodes with send us your listeners questions. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like a one-sided conversation. And I've been trying my best as I can to say, ask questions of your list, your listeners, because mm -hmm. then it becomes a two-week, two-way conversation. Even if it's over a week, when the next episode comes and your questions asked next week, ask questions of your listeners. It's a two-way conversation. Well, man. you know what? We're going to, after we go through some news items and stuff here today, we're going to end with us. I'm going to ask a question of you guys. And when I do that, you know what? You just made a perfect segue for the end of our show because remind me, we will ask our listeners. I would love to get either direct messages or Twitter comments or emails on the question I'm going to ask you guys. And, and let's see, you know, I would love to hear because it's a topic that uh, I was thinking about this week leading into the show. And, and so we'll, we'll get to that. And I think that's a great idea. You're right. Instead of making it one way, let's make it a two way because it, it, it we want the listener interaction. So, um, well, you know what? Thank you very much, Anthony. Um, thank you for being here. Let's, let's just go around the horn and, and start off with some, some follow-ups. Um, we, last week we talked about, um, the Disney gallery on the Mandalorian se season two finale, um, mass. I don't think you had seen it yet. And, uh, and, uh, Alfie, you and I discussed it, uh, what we thought about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony, it, it, you watched it probably, haven't you? The, the Disney twice. Right. Okay. So mass and, and Anthony, you know, I loved it because it, it brought me back to my, my childhood hero and Luke Skywalker and the amazing things they did to put together on that. Now that you've seen it, Mass, and, and Anthony, now you've seen it, Mass, you start us off 
what are your some of your feedback from from watching that uh, that little episode, which was based off of two minutes or less of the show, but they made a forty two minute show on it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Just I th- <laughs> the, the the code words that they used, clopoon or clopoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just thought that was really really cool the way they did that and all the detail that went into it and just how they you know because when i saw it and the his x-wing came in and i was like no way and and then i went no and it it was word it was word for word how i saw it as they panned it that's exactly how they wanted it to be Mm -hmm. which i thought was really cool so I, I I did enjoy it. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Anthony, how about you? What did you think of that show and how cool it was to see how they put all it together? <laughs> all right. I got some thoughts. Hit so it. we got to see through Mr. Favreau, Mr. Perloni, and Mr. Peyton Reed, their thoughts and they got deep and wide, how they got to go and put this together. And then that made me go and think, all right, let's get deeper and wider to other Star Wars stories. Because they said, through Mr. Fowler and Filoni and Mr. Reed, that they talked a lot about how this would be put together. Mm. Now, let's get deeper and wider. Because that also happened through all of the sequel trilogy. Each and every story, episode seven, there was a lot of talking about what was to happen. Episode eight, there was a lot of talking through folks how this was to happen. Through episode nine, there was a lot, a lot of talking how this was to happen. That's what happens with each, every next new Star Wars story. Star Wars Visions. Folks are, we're talking a lot about what was yet to be told. And you can damn sure bet that's what's going to happen with Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and all the next Star Wars stories. Folks don't, don't understand. These folks that are telling these stories are thinking and talking a lot about what they're going to tell us. Think about that. It, it is deep and wide. You are correct. And, and I really liked, um, I think, I think watching myself before I go on to the next question, it was um, how much effort those three did put into that, the secrecy, the way the story was going to merge together, you know, that, that how, how they would bring in that ending and, and make people like mass say, no, that can't be him. No, that that can't be. And then the glove and then the green lightsaber and then the hood back. We, I mean, every step of the way we were like, no, not really, not really until like we were just, our mouths dropped and we were like, they pulled this off. They made it happen. So I'm hoping that the other shows and things that you talked about can follow that because they've, they've set a high bar with Mandalorian. I mean, let's face it. Everybody in the world's talking about Mandalorian. So if, if they can get these other shows, Book of Boba Fett and or Kenobi to follow in that path, it's going to be great. So um, I'm glad you guys both liked it. Um, next one is something we've talked about, and, and I brought up Book of Boba Fett real quick. 
I was reading some things this week, and Alfie, I'll have you start off with this. Um, Cad Bane looking to be a character, a live action character in Boba Didn't Fett. I bring that up. Like, I believe I believe you did quite a while ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we keep talking about with you know the uh, Bad Batch show. It was just a a little give you a little taste of hey, this is what we're going to do in live action eventually. And introduce you to a character because you got to think, you know, Star Wars is always split, right? You got the 50% that devour absolutely everything. And then you got the other who, hey, I watched the Baby Yoda show and now there's a new Star Wars show. Right. And hey, who's this blue guy? He looks interesting. I bet he might, you know, let's find out about him. Just like saying, hey, here's Hera, here's Cad Bane. You're probably going to want to study up before the next few series comes out. No, I, I agree. And I, I think that you pointing out that, you know, we've all talked about how there was supposed to be a season eight or what have you mm -hmm. of, of Clone Wars and how Boba Fett was supposed to take out Cad Bane and you shot him in the head. And then we see the, the metal plate on his head in Bad right. Batch. So that 50% of people who devour everything Star Wars are going, wait a minute. Because this already, already happened. This already happened. And now it leads us to where he's not dead, but he can play a bigger role later on right. in in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, and I did see, uh, it's looking like November, December, right? For that for that right. to come out? Book of mm -hmm. Boba Fett? Mass, are you much of a Cad Bane fan? Does Cad Bane do anything for you uh, as far as being in the live action Book of Boba Fett, possibly? I'd like to see him live action. <clears throat> You know, I know you're, he's one of your favorite characters, but, you know, um, I, I've always thought he was okay, but I would like to see him live action. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I think he's just a really cool guy. I mean, it's how often do you get to put like a cowboy, uh, uh, you know, into a space movie, right? This is basically a space opera fantasy, like, like Anthony said earlier but you're, you're sticking just basically an old fashioned cowboy with uh, rockets on his, on his ankles and, and a blaster in his hand in there. And that really cool voice. And that really cool voice and the toothpick, right? Doesn't he always have yeah, the toothpick, toothpick now? Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony, what are your thoughts? Do you think, you think uh, Cad Bane will make an appearance in uh, book of Boba Fett? Does it make sense to have him in book of Boba Fett? Well, if you read or seen anything that Robert Rodriguez, Robbie, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. he says, this is going to blow your mind. You're not ready for this. And I am 100% <laughs> behind that. We're not ready for these stories that we're going to be told. We are crossing we're, our fingers. We're really not ready. Set your expectation down, folks. Just be set to told a Star Wars story because you're not ready. You're really not. I 100% agree with that just because of what we were just talking about with the Luke Skywalker. If these guys that not only have the cojones to try something like that, but then to put it all together, they, they can pretty much do anything in the Star Wars world. They took the number one character that no one in the right mind wants to touch or mess with and said, you know what? We will. And it's going to be awesome and you'll love it. 
Yes, I I'm I 100 agree with that. They pulled they again, like I said earlier, they pulled it off, which a lot of people didn't think they would. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Cad Bane. I know one of the things that that George Lucas said in the past. I think they talked about it was his care his uh, alien species, Bith. Right? He's a Bith. Is that is he like the guys who are in the cantina in in A New Hope? They said yeah, they were yeah. very difficult to make them live action even then. They were very stiff, couldn't move. Obviously, we're in a different world right now where we can pull a lot of different things off, especially if we can de-age Luke Hamill by 35 years. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to Cad Bane. Here's an odd one that I'm going to throw at you guys. Um, you know, I saw a lot of news this week on the passing of Ed Asner. I think it was just in the last few days. And for me, I grew up thinking of Ed Asner as uh, Lou wasn't he Lou on Mary Tyler Moore show? Um, yeah. So we have yeah. yeah. So we got him from my kids all know him as Santa Claus from the Elf movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's but so Ed Asner passed away at ninety one years old, and I thought to myself, that's a shame. And then I saw an article come out that said, did you know that Ed Asner has a connection to the Star Wars universe? Quite I would have knew. I would never have known. Alfie, do you know what those connections are? I'm sure you read the same things I did. Uh, he voiced Java for the radio adaption of Return of the Jedi. He and did. There was some. Um, <laughs> he was in Knights of the Old Republic video game. He did some voices for that too. Yeah. I, I mean, isn't that crazy to think that here's yeah. this here's this actor really? who we all look at in a certain light, and we can draw him back into the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah. So I thought that was just really cool. It wasn't very important, but one, you know, rest in peace at Asner. I don't know anybody who said a bad thing about the guy. And, and you know what? He was a very funny man, very good actor, and uh, definitely will be missed. But uh, I just thought it was very interesting that there's even those little touch points that are affiliated with, with, um, with him and Star Wars. So um, I'm going to throw this by you guys and, and get your thoughts. Um, okay. Ahsoka Tano. We've seen a million articles this week about Ahsoka Tano. Alfie said he's already tired of talking about Ahsoka Tano this week, but I'm not worried about like so many people are putting out there in the Twitterverse who's the better Jedi, Ahsoka Tano or Luke Skywalker. That was a big debate. I'm not really, not really into that. Don't care. You know what? I, I love them both for who they are and what they do. But looking into this, and with them having the cojones to bring Luke into the Mandalorian, which takes place five years after the Return of the Jedi, we've already seen Ahsoka Tano is around in that time frame. Do you guys think, and I'll just go around the room, we'll just start, and Anthony, we'll start with you. Do mm-hmm. Luke and Ahsoka meet after Return of the Jedi? And, is, and, and if so, are we going to see it in either live action or animated series on Disney plus. I'll start with you, Anthony. (laughs) All right, here we go. This is where I start. This is a thing that's been plaguing for over 44 years. Ever since Star Wars that we've been told three years later, was A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Tell me a Star Wars story. The next Star Wars story was 
the Empire Strikes Back. The one after that was Return of the Jedi. Then after the dark years, or the dark times, apologies, we got the prequels. Special editions. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Horror story. Then after that, 10 years after, we got episode seven, The Force Awakens. Three years later, we got uh, blah, 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 blah. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Then three years later, we got The Rise of Skywalker. These stories, no matter how much we know, Yun's know, I know about that galaxy far, far away, and how much we love it, these aren't our stories. Tell me a story. So... Do you think that's a good story? Good or would, bad? Would, would, would that be a good story to have those two meet? Yes. Good or bad is an opinion to one's self. Those opinions might meet up somewhere in between, whether it's good or bad, but good or bad between one or another folk is an opinion. That's what starts these stupid arguments in the Twitterverse and on Facebook and every other place. But I, I just lost the original question. Was it, my question was, would you want to see them in a, in, a, in a show? And do you think that would be good? I come to Star Wars to escape the world out there to tell me a Star Wars story. Tell me a Star Wars story. It's not mine. No matter how much I understand that galaxy far, far away or the trivia or anything that I understand a lot, I think I'd be fair in Star Wars trivia, but it's not mine. So what you're, basically, you're saying is, if it's a story, you're going to watch it, whether whether or not, because it's their stories and you're there to take it in and consume it, right? Yes. It's okay. been that way since I was, since Empire Strikes Back. It's not my story. I yep. love it so much and I understand it so much, but tell me a story. You got it. Mass? That's what I want. Yes. I, would, I would love to see it. I, I hope it happens. Um you know, they're two. It's two of my favorite characters, um, and I think it was a it was a really good setup. You know, for that to happen, I don't know if it will, but it would it would be something I'd love to see. But you think they can pull it off now that we've seen what? Oh, they've absolutely! I'm I'm pretty convinced that they could do just about anything and pull it off. Um, okay. After I saw, you know, Luke at the end of that, and. I mean, yeah, I have complete confidence that they can pull that off. Good, good. Alfie, how about you, the Luke and Ahsoka thing? Oh, 100% I want to see that. And my thought on the whole bringing Luke back for two minutes in The Mandalorian, if you're going to do that, you got to use them, you know, you can't just use Luke one time, man. You're going to want to keep doing it. And what a perfect character to meet up with 
than Ahsoka Tano. And especially when you have this Kenobi series wrapping up, you already have Hayden Christensen. What would it take to film a few scenes against a blue screen? You know, what, what mm-hmm. about him and her acting, interacting a little bit together? What if he was the one to say, hey, I, you know, I was wrong. It's time for you to come back, search out my son. And, uh-huh. or even the opposite, her meeting him for the first time and realizing who he is. And Luke tells her, you know, hey, in the last moments, he became Anakin Skywalker again. I think that would be cool both ways. And I think you're right. Um, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, we do see uh, Anakin show up next to Yoda and Ben. And so he does have that capability in the Force afterlife. But you're right. We could almost have him come in and and say, I know you're lost. I know you're not part of the Jedi now. I was wrong. My son redeemed me. Yeah, as a Force ghost a vision, what have you. I think that would be awesome. And, and uh, then it becomes that, 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 that makes that circle kind of complete, right? It, that connectivity mm-hmm. we keep talking about over and over again. I, I do say, I, I think some fans would absolutely pass out. They, they'd lose their mind if that, if that happened. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, they would, they would just drop to the floor right there if that, that meetup happened. So um I'm looking. I, look, and I personally think. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, here, you're but, fine. And this is just me. I keep talking about it. I feel that Luke is going to be the one OT character in this whole Mando and his super friends deal <laughs> that they have interaction with. <laughs> I love it. the 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 super the the superheroes the A team. The, the, yeah, the, 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 uh, Mandalorian universe, like the Marvel universe. Right. I I love it. Um, look, I think there's lots of good possibilities and, you know, even, even watching that, um, show about the Mandalorian, the last two minutes, hearing Dave Filoni talk about both Luke and Ahsoka within a few minutes of them, of each other. It just felt like that connectivity was there Mm -hmm. where he was saying, he's been getting training. He doesn't fight like her, you know, she's older than him, blah, blah, blah. I I just think it was really cool. And it just opened my mind to a lot of things that could happen in the star Wars universe. So one more point real quick here, because we keep coming back to this gallery and one of my favorite things to think about, because I overthink everything. We're all obsessed with this little, the show on the last Mm -hmm. two minutes. And if you go back and think, the Mandalorian ended with Luke and Grogu, you know, in the elevator. They didn't even go back in the episode to Mando nope. and Bo-Katan or <clears> anyone else. It's just like perfect place to end it. Nobody's going to care what happens after this anyway. So let's just end it right here. It was well done. I have, you know, hats off to them for doing that. So um, we, we, we mentioned real quick. Um, I know Anthony mentioned, uh, Kenobi and and um, Andor and the things we should look forward to. Is there anything that you and I know Anthony, you said it's their stories. I get it, but is there anything if you had your druthers, if you had your gosh, what would I like to see happen? Is there one or two things in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, either a character or some storyline that you'd like to see 
in that. Anthony, I'll start with you. You know, it's, it's coming around the corner. It's done with production. It'll be here next spring or summer. I think, um, is there anything in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming up that you'd say, gosh, I'd, I'd really like to see that. I think it would be really cool if something like that happened. Tell me a <laughs> Star Wars story. I've you and Brent one. Dykeman. You and Brent Dykeman, my gosh. <laughs> the same it's thing no Brent tells me. It's not my story to tell. Tell me a Star Wars story. That's what happened back in 1980 with the Empire Strikes Back. If you have wants, you're setting yourself up for a downfall. We do talk about that quite a bit. You're right. Sometimes our expectations get too high, and then we we get yeah. let down. I agree. I agree. The story did, did not let you down. You've done that to yourself. Tell me a star story. Okay. All right, but you are looking forward to the Obi-Wan series, correct? Very much. I looking see. much forward to more to the book above that because I went on for years thinking that and saying and posting when I first joined the Twitterverse saying, oh no, Boba Fett's dead. And I went on, I'm coming up on three years on Twitterverse. And the past two years, I kept saying, no, that's dead. That is dead. And then there was season two. Enjoy. So I'm eating some crow, and I'm happy to do. <laughs> that's all right. We all, hey. Alfie's the king of it. Alfie throws out a lot of stuff. Now, I will say this. Out of all of us, Alfie's right more than any of the rest of us. <laughs> and again, again, going back to Brent Dykeman, we've got the book of Alfie, which at Brent said, I hate it when I started on this show. I never believed that Alfie'd be right so much. And now he just <laughs> reads out of the book of Alfie. So, um, <laughs> but uh, Mass, how about you with... Um, with the Obi-Wan series, thinking back to the prequels, thinking back to the original trilogies, thinking back to the animated series, is there anything that you'd say, hey, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see this, either a character or a storyline in that series? I would like to see Qui-Gon. Okay. I would like to see him talk to Qui-Gon, get uh, some more training from Qui-Gon or just a conversation, something like that. <clears throat> would I love think, to see Liam Neeson do that. I, I think everybody would agree with that. And I think now that they had Liam Neeson come back and do the voice in, was it Clone Wars season six where he yeah. came back and did the voice? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. If he can communicate through his voice and vision to Yoda, he mm -hmm. should be able to do that with Obi-Wan in sol you know, with Obi-Wan off in solitude. So that is, that's a great one. I, I, yeah, great, great I mean, idea there. Go ahead. The rest of it, I'm just kind of um, I'm open as a surprise. Right. I'm open to just anything. Be right. Be hopeful. Don't yep. have expectations. Just be hopeful. Alfie, how about how about you? Besides being hopeful for rural farm boy and and not getting our expectations <laughs> up too high, 
Is there something no. that you, you, you think that there's something like, man, that'd be cool to see in the Obi-Wan series. I'm going to go back to, I don't know if they're still canon or not. Maybe it is legends, but some of the ideas of, you know, I'd like to see the Obi-Wan visiting Shmi's grave. Hmm. Really? Yeah. i yeah. not, was that in a book or something? I can't remember where, where it was that, but he talked about how he would go back and apologize for what he did and what huh. happened to Anakin, uh, him making the toys for Luke Skywalker and leaving them for him to find. And then one thing that I always thought, you know, from so once again, cause I think way too much about this stuff, even as a little kid, it always seemed like Obi-Wan knew his way around the Death Star a little too easily. <laughs> and I want to know if there's something there. Hmm. Interesting. You know, you guys probably heard, uh, I like that in that conversation because it, it reminds me of a conversation that me and um, Duchess, uh, Jessica, and Brent Dykeman had one night talking about the scene in the Death Star where Obi-Wan Kenobi was struck down by Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And Jessica brought up a good point and said, and, and actually it was the title of one of our shows, that Obi-Wan would not allow Anakin to kill him. It wasn't that he couldn't kill him. It's that he didn't want Obi-Wan, or he didn't want Anakin's act, his last act with Obi-Wan was to kill him. And that's why, just like Yoda disappeared, he, you know, her thought was, Obi-Wan disappeared and let himself go into the Force, basically like Luke did in The Last Jedi, let himself go into the Force instead yeah. of actually letting Anakin strike him down. Because he loved him, because he was like his brother, he he couldn't bear the thought of allowing him to kill him. Do you you guys, I thought it was great, and, and Jessica brought it up, and you know, I didn't think that back when I was a kid. I didn't think that back when I was growing up. I didn't think that. That first thought came into my mind when I started watching the prequels and the Clone Wars episodes, because you started seeing the connectivity to the force and all that kind of stuff. And she really brought it to the forefront. Uh, Alfie, I'll let you start. Do you think that's a, a real possibility or do you think he just struck him down dead? No, I, I think that's a wonderful little nice warm idea. And I, I would agree with that except for one thing. Yes. Obi-Wan was trying to influence Luke and create a hatred for Darth Vader. Luke and Obi-Wan had already created a connection and he made sure that he saw Darth Vader strike him down his that father figure that he'd always been looking for known him, you know, just a short amount of time. And instantly he's going to want to take revenge. And again, well, we say revenge, but that's okay because like I constantly say, Luke was never trained to be a Jedi anyway. So it was okay for Luke to have those feelings. He purposely wanted Luke to feel that way. He was a, he was a tool to be used for Yoda yes. and Obi-Wan to go take right. care of Darth Vader. Gotcha. And that's why they hid, you know, the fact that he was his father because they knew Anakin, they knew the way he thought and they knew there'd be no way he would kill his own father. Okay. Okay. Mass, how about you? Do you think, I know it's off topic, but do you think that's interesting? You, you think that's oh, it's really interesting. I don't, I don't think that's the way that it happened, but I think it's really interesting. I hope that's the way that it happened. <clears throat> but uh, 
you know, he was, I think Obi-Wan did not believe that he could come back to the good side. I think that's why they're trying to, they're training Luke to bring him down. And, you know, I, I just don't think that he had any love for him left. I think that it was gone when he struck him down. I mean, really if you if you love a guy that much i mean if i belly shoot you and you're bleeding out i mean shouldn't i just put you down instead of leaving you there to bleed to death for six or seven days i mean yeah True. i, I got gotcha. you <laughs> that's a good that's a good little yeah i i can see that um anthony what about you i know it was a side topic there but any any thoughts on that? You think you think uh, Darth Vader slash Anakin really took Ben down, or did Ben sacrifice himself before he actually cut him through? Is this in A New Hope? Yes, yeah, in, in New Hope when Obi Wan and and Darth Vader are fighting in A New Hope, yeah. Yes, Ben did what he had to do for Luke to continue onward yeah he he gave of himself as a jedi should do to continue on to for another in my opinion yeah nope i i agree i just saw jessica brought up good point and she had good good backup on it that i thought was really well done and which, by the way, I hate that she's been on hiatus recently on her show because she has a really good show. While we kind of do a lot of silly banter here and just kind of touch on topics, she she does some really good deep dives with uh, with Arika, and uh, they do some really good stuff. So hopefully, if Jessica's listening, uh, you know, t- uh, stories by Dark Saber Light will be back soon with another with another episode because she she is really good at what she does. So. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to just go into some, uh, some, some fun things here, some, some things to make us think about what we love about Star Wars or memories that we love um, about Star Wars. And, you know, we don't have to get too deep into it. We don't have to go, you know, way, way into things, but just some things that stood out. And um, I'll, I'll start so you guys can kind of see where I'm going with this. I mean, there are obviously scenes that mean a lot to me there are stories that mean a lot to me um but when it comes to star wars the first things that i think about um was anthony just like you in in 1977 i went in june for my birthday i had just turned six years old I went with my cousin chris my my cousin elizabeth and the three of us went to see star wars and at six years old that changed kind of everything going on in my life, right? I mean, and it's stuck with me now for 44 years. Um, I remember another great memory, the thing that I love about thinking about Star Wars is going to see Return of the Jedi. And we brought it up before and going and have my brother eat a whole bucket of popcorn and then laughing so hard that he threw it up in the theater because that that will never, that will that memory, they'll be putting me in the ground. And one of the things I'll think about is, man, that was so weird. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then, and then, you know, um, Anthony, like you mentioned the dark times of, of being a huge star Wars fan and kind of having to hide it away, you know, from 84, 85 until, you know, all of a sudden the Timothy Zahn books came out and I found that star Wars really has connected a lot of points in my life because my wife, who I was in dating, bought me one of the 
Zahn trilogy books and said, I know how much you like Star Wars. You've talked about it before. I wanted to get this book for you because I thought you would like it. Little does she know that uh, 28 years later, it's still sitting on my bookshelf right across from me. And I've interacted via email and via letter with Timothy Zahn and on Facebook with Timothy Zahn. And that meant the world to me that that guy who changed the Star Wars universe for so many of us would take time to reach back out to me. Um, a couple other things real quick. Um, my son yeah. was six. My son was six when Phantom Menace came out. So while a lot of people my age and original trilogy fans hated the prequels and ripped on the prequels and they weren't the Star Wars stories that they wanted to see, for me to watch the six-year-old, nine-year-old, and 12-year-old Joey go through what I went through in 77, 80, and 83, but with the prequels for him, it just stuck me. You know, it's, it's something that it, it's, it will never go away. I remember the moments going to those movies with him, talking about those movies with him. Um, and then last but not least, um, one, when we decided as a group, a bunch of friends to, in 2015, I believe, when, um, it was 2015 when Force Awakens came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when, yeah. When, when Force Awakens came out, a bunch of us as friends just started to say, hey, you know what? So many months before the movie comes out, we're going to rewatch every month one of the Star Wars movies until we get to Force Awakens. And then we did the same thing for The Last Jedi. And then we did the same thing for The Rise of Skywalker. And then we would go to the theater together and watch the movie. After once a month, we'd get together and watch the movies. It, mm -hmm. it was this whole new bonding thing. And then last but not least, obviously – starting in January of 2019 to think that my son and I started this and here we are uh, night 21 months later and we're still doing this and it's made such great friendships and we've met so many people not only you Anthony uh, you know but like we mentioned earlier Rife and Glosson and Blanton and and yeah. Yeah. all those people yeah. and then our group right here I mean I think some of us are like brothers now because we talk so much about Star Wars and so in my whole life, I think, you know, from the time I was six until the time I'm 50, Star Wars has played a huge role in it. And so picking out one was really difficult, but I just saw how much of my life it, it was a part of what we were, you know, it, it, it touched base with so many key people in my life, over my life. So I just thought that's the way I wanted to approach it. And I know it was long-winded, but mass, I don't know if there are, we could go over scenes and shows and all that kind of things, but are there things like that in your Star Wars fandom that, that stick out to you to where I know one of them already, but are there things like that that stick out to you, things that make you love Star Wars? Um, well, when you were, I think when I was five, when I saw it at the theater and they just the opening scene with the little ship and then here comes the big ship shooting at it. And then Vader comes in and you, I had never seen anything like Darth Vader when he came in and you're just sitting there with your mouth open. And then I remember, you know, going to the empire strikes back <clears throat> and there were, there were lines out the door, like, a, you know, they, they snaked and they were out the building and it was just people dressed up as characters. And it was How just, Huh? How old were you? How old were you right then? Uh, let's see. Eight. eight. You were eight. Yeah, I was eight. Five and eight. And it was, it was yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, how about uh, the one that sticks out to me, Mass? Your your mom and the Falcon. What was that one again? Oh yes. So that was. <laughs> so I would think I was six then, and so for Christmas she got me the Millennium Falcon and all the uh, like a bunch of Star Wars characters. You know, all of them she could find. And I woke up at Christmas Day and she had unpacked everything and she had like staged everybody. So there was like battles going on and that, you know, the ship was open and it was just awesome. Like I, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite memories of, you know, Christmas and my mom and Star Wars. Yeah. Do you, before I hop on to Alfie and, and Anthony, now that we've been doing this show and now that you're older, are there things that stick out to you now that you've seen all these different movies, now that you're older, um, different things like that, or being on the podcast that you can say, man, just this or that stands out to me now that I'm older as a Star Wars fan? Well, the Mandalorian really sticks out to me. Like, because uh, I, I was not a fan of the prequels or, or the sequels, really. Uh, but the Mandalorian really brought me back to to love star Wars again, the clone wars has some, something to do with that too. But the Mandalorian is, is just one of my favorite shows. That's good. That's good. And, and for a guy who's never listened to a podcast here, you are uh, on probably your, (laughs) probably your 50th podcast with me. So I'm glad you have all those great memories, Anthony, before I hit the Alfie, is there one or two, Great memories. Do you think this stands out to me? Besides the one you told earlier about the girls coming from across the street and taking you, are there a few other things that stand out to you that you think, man, this is why I'm a Star Wars fan? Yes, sir. There is a I got I got a couple. And okay. if you get me up in the Twitterverse, I will gladly share the photos. There's one when I was in I was I was a proud member of the 501st Legion. Really, five years. Wow. With my little girl, my middle girl, and she had her own stormtrooper outfit that I made myself for her. You hit me up in yeah. the Twitter. I'm gonna. I'll show there's photos tomorrow. Okay. You can count it. I'm gonna reach out to you and ask you about that because that is awesome. Yeah. Yes, I was a stormtrooper in the 501st five years. And wow. I my little girl her own stormtrooper outfit. And I will very gladly share those photos. Real quick, if you don't mind me asking, how old are how old are your daughters right now? Well, I got three girls. Yeah. My oldest is 23. My middle girl just shy of 20. And my youngest is 16 wow okay good good are they all star wars fans as well (laughs) (laughs) as their dad yes (laughs) good then they still participate in stuff and and like everything like watch movies and talk about it and everything like you do Mm, i'd be hopeful as much but not recently not really because because they're, they're teenage and young 20 girls, right? That doesn't stick with them. Yeah. My middle and my youngest aren't even caught up on with what's told to them from the Mandalorian. 
Okay. And I keep giving them hell about it, but <laughs> not for me to say what they want to watch, but that's all right. I've got, I've got one out of three kids that watches it with me. The other two don't care and that's all right. So, yeah. um, but, um, well, no, that, that, that's good. I, I will, I want to see that picture. And I think that's awesome. I've never, I buy toys for my kids, but I've never put them in a uniform or an outfit before. So that'll be really cool. And I look forward to promoting that tomorrow. Alfie, how about you younger or older memories of, of things that make you love star Wars? Well, I'm like you, man, you know, my kids, heck, our listeners pretty much know our kids, you know, they're on here all the time. Some of them but, even uh, curse on our show. Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, that's my good kid too, by the way. Um, the Force Awakens, Enzo was like six years old. Mm -hmm. And man, just watching him soak that in was something else. And then not only like seeing the movie and then being so into it, but as soon as we left the whole way home, all he talked about was Kylo Ren. He just could not wait. You know, that was right before Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. That drive home, he said, I want to be Kylo Ren for Halloween. <laughs> the following Halloween. The following Halloween. <laughs> and, you know, so we're like 10 months later, you know, he's Kylo Ren for Halloween. Good. You know, and that just to me, you know, that was me as a little kid, you know, just looking at him. I was seeing myself there for a little bit. It makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. It, it makes the movie so much more enjoyable. Uh, I could look past through, you know, a lot of things just because he, he was just so into it from the minute the movie started. Uh, yep. I would say, you know, not to get too sappy here, but, you know, you and I, our whole lives growing up, you know, you're a little bit older than I am. So we were always at a different stage in our lives, but Star Wars always brought us back together. Whether, you know, like when you came home from college, you know, we kind of reconnected you, uh, we go comic book shopping, you know, the toys were starting to come back a little bit. And then, yeah, here recently, you know, with the podcast, it's just I you get know, what I, I'll be saying, because in 2015 was the first time with my girls that I got to go and watch the force awakens, mm -hmm. all three of us, me, Abigail, Alexandria together. And then we got to go again, again three years later and watch The Last Jedi. And then three years later, we got to watch The Rise of Skywalker, all three of us together. That speaks volumes to me. It yeah, it does to me too. And and I think for all the craziness going on in our world, Star Wars brings families together. It and it, does. Brings, and it brings friends together. It brings a community together. It does. And um, that's why when we were talking earlier about the craziness between Ahsoka and Anakin on Twitterverse, I, I let a lot of stuff pass. When, when a lot of people argue about whether this is good or this is bad or who's better, who's worse, I have my opinions, but I, I rarely put them out as like uh, in fighting words because – uh, you know, while I might disagree with somebody on The Last Jedi, for example, 
we might both absolutely love the Clone Wars and we could talk for hours on that, you know? And so for me, that's where it's like, no matter what we talk about all the time, no matter what your entry point is and what your favorite part of Star Wars is, that's perfectly okay. And you're going to love that more than anything else. You can still talk to people about other parts of it. I Look, Mass has watched each of the prequel movies twice now, I believe. Twice. We can talk to Mass about the prequels. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with the sequels. It's not his cup of tea, but we can talk to him about those, you know, and we get, we get T-Bob. And that was another name I forgot to put out there. People we've become friends with. We can talk to T-Bob for two hours on The Last Jedi on this show. We don't argue. We don't fight. We just bring up good points, bad points and go from there. So I, I think for me overall, doing this show is a much more about, um, yes, being silly and laughing and all that stuff, but it's 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 about bringing together communities it's about bringing together us as a group of friends and and making a bigger star wars community together so um i'll, yeah. I'll just i'll just let you guys there's a couple couple things i'll hit on before i leave but uh any any is there a topic that alfie is there a topic of anything that we didn't cover tonight there's a slow news week kind of is there anything you want to hit on before we go uh that you'd like to talk about or, or hit on be, you know as as a group can be no if you don't. I mean, but I just want to ask. I don't really, man. We talked about, like you said, it was a slow news week. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else really to talk about. Okay. That's perfectly fine, man. I know that's shocking. <laughs> well, whatever would come out, it would be right and would take print off. So don't worry about that. Um, and Mass, he secretly loves it. <laughs> he He's got an Alfie You're shirt. He just doesn't wear it around. What's you. he going to say this week? <laughs> <laughs> Mass, how about you? Anything, just a random topic that we didn't hit on that you'd like to hit on before we go? No, I'm just, uh, you know, looking forward to all the new stuff that's coming out. Can't wait for it to get here. So we have uh, more stuff to talk about. Well, it's right around the corner, my friend. We've got Star Wars Visions in uh, three months from today. Three months uh-huh. from, or three weeks, sorry. Three weeks from today, Star Wars Visions. So you'll you'll be on that. Go ahead, Alfie. I know you brought up a point there. Uh just popped in my head. Did you happen to check Yak Face's Twitter today? I have not. I was so busy at work. I didn't really check a lot. Anyway, I went to Target yesterday. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Zero. Zilch. <laughs> Somebody posted a picture from a Target that literally had an entire end cap in both sides full of figures. And, you know, mm. how is that possible? Indianapolis, Indiana is like the bane of Star Wars, the bane of the Star Wars toys universe. Yeah, I, so. I sent the guy a message back and said, man, you, that, that's more figures that are in the entire city of Indianapolis combined <laughs> in one store. Oh, goodness. Where was I, he? I never got a reply back to where he was at. Yeah, I, you know me. That's the one thing about Star Wars where I will go dark and I can't let myself do it. Because I'm an addict and I love the toys, I, I if I go to Walmart or Target one more time and I see an empty shelf, I, I just oh yeah. Anyway, um, Anthony, any anything that you just like say, hey, I, you know, a topic or whatever we'd like to hit on before we before we break and and shut down this episode of, of Rule of Galaxy. This is the only thing I got. And I've been listening to it for over a year. Okay. 
no matter the Star Wars story, whether it's Bad Batch or The Mandalorian or what's yet to come, some folks say this is good. That's an opinion. Some folks say that's bad. That's your opinion. There's many things yet to be told. Yep. Don't let nobody influence what you watch to tell you whether it's good or bad. That's their opinion, yep. and yours is yours. Agreed. There's no bad Star Wars stories. It's all up, up left to opinion. We, we talk about it. One of the cornerstones of our show is this. All Star Wars is good Star Wars. It's like pizza. It's like cake. You know what? You might, you might get a exactly. piece of cake. You might get a piece of cake. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's good as cake. You know what I mean? Or go to a pizza shop. Oh, this is all right. And then other times you're like, this is the best damn cake I've ever had in my life. But it, Star Wars is like cake and pizza to me. It's very hard to mess up. It's very hard to be bad. It's just levels of goodness, right? Instead of instead of saying pass or fail, we're like, yep. is it an A? Is it a B? Is it C? It doesn't matter. It, it's all, you know, it, it's all good. We just different levels of goodness. So I appreciate you reminding us of that because it, it is important to um, to think about, you know, instead of instead of arguing and fighting about it, just everybody take it in, enjoy it and, and look forward to the next thing that's coming. So um, Anthony, again, before I shut down here and I, and I hit on a few topics, thank you again for, for coming and being a part of, of our show tonight. Thank you for always supporting us. I, I felt like it was important to, to have you on because you do, you just, no matter what we post, no matter what we talk about, I can count on it that, that a rural farm boy is going to either retweet it or comment on it. And I always appreciate that because, um, you know, we're, we're just a group of guys who love star Wars who are sitting in central Indiana just, you know, being friends and, and having a, a, a topic that we can talk about. So thank you again for doing that. We, we can't thank you enough and we appreciate your support all the time. So um, my humble thanks, because like I said before, I cannot do what I do because I'm not sitting down behind my a microphone. I'm just one listener. And I'm very grateful to the folks that I find in my playlist. And I share that out. Well, so I cannot do what I do if Yuns don't do with you, what you do. Well, do we all of my playlists. I, you know what, you listen to a lot of great shows, and I tell you, you're committed because there's no way I could put in that much time to to do mm -hmm. what I what you do. So thank you, and I'm sure, as you know, many other Star Wars podcasts. Thank you very much for. Uh, for what you do and, and mass and Alfie, thanks for always being bedrocks here for, for what we do on the show. I know a lot of our co-hosts have to come and go with different things and things get in their way and real life gets in the way. So thank you guys always for, for showing up and being a part of, of what we do here on rule of the galaxy. Um, I will remind everybody that um, we are, we are going to plan and, and Joey's going to help me put it together. And, and Anthony, I'll reach out to you for some, some help on maybe moderating and things like that. We're going to do yes, the yes, one, 100, 100 show is in two weeks and we're going to, we're going to do that live and we're going to invite you in to come make comments. We'll have guests come in and out. 
Um, you know, so it'll be a lot of fun. Feel free to, to, um, to be a part of that. And I'll get you all the information on how we're going to do that to follow up. And, and as a reminder, and, and I, I told myself, I wrote it down here because Anthony did make a good point. Instead of me saying, Hey, send us a question or send us a thought or whatever. Here's what I'll say to you. You heard me, Alfie, Mass, and Anthony mm -hmm. talk about some mm -hmm. things that, that meant a lot to us in Star Wars, things that keep us coming back as far as the memories we have and things we love about it. Here's what I'll ask you, fans of Rule of the Galaxy. Send me something on Twitter, whether it's right there, out there on the, on the, on the stream, whether it's direct message or, or at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. What are the... What are the memories, the thoughts, the things that stick out to you to say this? When I think a good, happy thought about Star Wars, these are the memories that, that come up to me, right? So please do that. Again, follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Um, Facebook and Twitter, just Rule the Galaxy. And been a great show. Thanks to our guests, Anthony, Mass, and Alfie. Thanks as always. And until next week, May the force be with you.